Hey guys, this is Wandering into the Woods, a podcast brought to you by the creators of Adventures with PG. I'm Jarrett. And I'm Linda. And we want to introduce you and all of the people out there from all aspects of life into what going outside and exploring what is around you um, is like and what that experience can bring to your life experience as well. We named the podcast Wandering Into the Woods because I'm a true crime fan and the advice is never wander into the woods. But that is all Jared and I like to do. So even though every podcast or every uh, true crime show that we've seen tells us that we're not supposed to wander into the woods, Jared and I have been bad and we've been going into the woods quite a lot in my opinion and um, not because of any addiction of mine but because of my dear husband's love for the outdoors. Jared, how long have you been wandering into the woods? Um, I guess I've been doing outdoor activities since I was a little kid. Um, it started with Lake trips with my family and camping out, and then moved into Boy Scouts. Then for a while, I didn't do it very much, and then I recently, you know, gotten back into it over the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. So what sort of, like, outdoor activities did you do growing up? I mean, just camping and hiking. And my family had land, so just running around. Like, Dude, you got to go skiing when you were young. Yeah, when you were big kid. church groups. But you got to do it. Yeah. 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 And so, what new level stuff have you been doing in the outdoors? Um, I'm laughing because uh, I am really new to all of this outdoorsy stuff. I didn't camp till for the first time until I was 19. And then um, didn't like that experience, so then I went camping a few years later with Jared. Um, and really, the only reason I had started camping is because of Jarrett, and he had to transition me into it. Um, started with uh, glamping. No, first it was staying at a lodge. I don't know if we consider that glamping. And then we glamped in a tent, in a nice tent, for a couple times. And recently, we've actually been camping. Um, I am just learning how to set up a tent that tells you the level of where I'm at. And we've been camping for maybe two years already together as a couple. So I think from there you have both of our perspectives and you know that we are trying to reach all of you out there. Like even if you've never been out there in um, camping before or hiking, you know, it's never too late to learn and it's never too late to just go outside and explore what's outside, what's outside of your backyard um, or just what's next door. And you know, we'll probably go into some more technical stuff, you know, depending on how life plays out because I always enjoy, uh, you know, five to seven day solo backpacking trip in a, in a national park or something. Um, there may be more, you know, technical stuff with like caving and climbing that we end up talking about if that's where our adventures take us. So it won't be, you know, limited to just hiking. That may be the focus and 
some more entry-level stuff, but we'll get into more advanced things as our life and time permits. And that being said, um, we still have to uh, talk about other experiences and other adventures that we go on. So, for example, any um, cultural experiences we might have that we feel like let's share that experiences with others, um, I think would be that that's going to be a great purpose for this podcast. At the very least, it's going to be a great opportunity for Sarah and me to record these memories that we're making of our lives as the years go by. That being said, let's get into our first adventure, which is a wild cave tour at Longhorn Caverns State Park. Uh, so on January 4th, uh, Linda, our friend David, and myself did the wild cave tour. It's about three hours, is that how long it was? Yeah, it was about a three-hour tour. And the price is about $60 per person, so I mean, more expensive than a regular tour, but you know, still a lot of fun to do. Um, and it involves, you know, crawling around and walking uh, the Longhorn Caverns. Uh, you do, you pretty much get to do the normal tour. There's a little bit less of the, the guide that they provide and like the talk of the history. Like it used to be a fallout shelter for one of the presidents. It was- um, President Johnson. Yeah, President Johnson. Um, a speakeasy, uh, Native Americans and cowboys have used it as hideouts and things like that. So you get like a little touch of that, but not as much as the full tour. Um, and then after you kind of do the regular tour, you start to get into the crawling around phase um, where it's, it's a pretty good introduction to a wild cave tour. Uh, you don't crawl too much. You, you may get on your hands and knees some, but there's not a whole lot of like wedging yourself in between things and like sucking it in just so you can fit between two underground rocks. So, you know. Fairly, fairly good beginner as far as uh, cave, advanced cave to where you go. I don't know what you think about that. There, there's plenty of chambers for you to definitely um, go, like, breathe in. Um, if you are a little claustrophobic like I am, I, I mean, I work in a cubicle and I still feel like I'm enclosed in a lot of the time. So if you're dealing with claustrophobia, and um, are managing day to day it is a very in good introductory cave for you to do because like jared said you there's there's not there's not very long um I, tunnels for you to go through i don't know what else to call them but like tunnel networks for you yeah. to go through um and you have plenty of open chambers to just take a moment to breathe uh there are a few spots where you could do some extra quote unquote extra caving and you know like jared said suck it in <laughs> and see something extra but you don't have to so if you want to take that moment to just breathe you can um so uh it's a very good introductory session um that being said it's eight people so i think there was more than that in our group well it's supposed to be eight people in the tour no, i think it's 16 Ours, I think it's it's eight people. That's what it says on the website. Yeah, and I think we have more than eighteen people, or well, eight eight people in our group. Okay, well, it's supposed per the website, it's supposed to be limited to eight people. I thought I read double that when I looked at at least on the ticket. Okay, let's look this up. So there was definitely more than eight because there was you, me, and David. That's three. Uh huh. There was the weird couple in the back, the middle-aged couple who were salty about getting left. <laughs> 
there was the, which is something we can discuss in a bit. There was the Houston couple that was younger that David started talking to randomly. Mm-hmm. Then there was the dad with two kids, and then I still think there was more people than that. But that's that's over Those eight people already. Yeah, and and we actually went to the website. We couldn't confirm right away, but it looks like you can reserve for a group of twelve. So it looks to me like the um, groups could be bigger than eight, um, which actually led to uh, the issue with that couple that Jared mentioned got salty. Um, we had a couple. That, you should probably just wait. Talk about that as we start going through the cave tour, then. Okay, Talking so. Talking about it now. Okay, so. Um, and then going on to all of our impressions, uh, you know, Linda and David, they're, they're both, I guess, kind of claustrophobic people, so they had a little, little bit of more difficult time being underground in the darkness in something that's, you know, somewhat warm and fairly humid. Um, I've done a couple of cave tours now, um, so. Is fairly easy. I definitely think the biggest issue was being in a group that almost had a maxed out tour group. I've never, I've never had that many people in a cave tour, and I think that if you're lucky enough to have like half that number, it's it's a much better experience. Um, so that would be my impression. And it looks like based on the website, they've redesigned it that they may not allow as many people as they used to, which is is definitely a good thing. And then as far as like what Longhorn Caverns is, um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty cool place. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a place with a lot of really long history, obviously longer than humankind has even been around. Um, it's a network of caves, and this is all from the uh, Texas um, uh, State Parks website. Um, and uh, the park is actually a network of caves or chambers underneath the Texas Hill Country. And it used to only be a, or open to uh, open its opening chamber to the uh, people from the outside because the network was actually filled with debris and guano and just just all the items that had accumulated in the network throughout the years. So there's evidence that um, Native Americans would use it as a shelter to hide from the, uh, sorry, would use that entrance chamber as a place to hide from the elements. Uh, Cowboys, early cowboys did the same thing. Um, However, once it, once the um, conservation, what was that called, that group called Jared? The conservation group? In the 1930s, CCC. Oh, yeah, CCC. Yeah, once the CCC took over um, in the 1930s, they actually took it upon themselves to clear up a lot of that debris, and that allowed way more than the opening chambers to be available to people, Um, and people could see the entire, or at least a good majority of the of the network. Um, But even to this day. People that work at that state park are still discovering other networks within the cave, so other tunnels that lead to other caves. Um, so it's a really cool place, uh, lots of history there, and it's uh, what actually produced the caves was that you have um, you, do you have you heard of this thing called plate tectonics, Jared? 
Yeah. Okay, so it's this thing where you have two plates, two earth plates coming together, and they are um, as they're merging, they the earth is rises, right? And that's how that's a little bit of how you got how you get um, the hill Texas Hill Country. It's two plates coming together, um, particularly um, what you have uh, is that first in Central Texas you used to have a sea and an agency that was in the center of Texas. And then the land, the, the two plates converged and it's called the, that event is called the Llano Uplift. And so as those two plates were converging, water from the sea and rain was carving into the limestone of that, of those two plates. And so that caused the, um, the network of caves to form and for water to get stuck underneath the ground. And that was my very basic earth science level introduction of what uh, exactly Longhorn Cavern State Park is. It's also one of the only two water formed caves. I think the only other one is in Utah. Right, they, they did tell us that and um, at our tour. Which means that it's a, it's pretty smooth as far as cave goes. You don't find a whole lot of features like stalactites, columns, stalagmites, those kind of things. Um, so keep that kind of in mind if you do go to Longhorn as far as your expectations. It's not going to be cool like what you would think is your stereotypical cave features. So getting into the tour itself, um, as I mentioned before, we started you know by going and kind of doing a a less informative cave tour where we did the walking portion and they kind of gave us the history, you know, who'd been there and done what, um, talked about the bats a little bit. Um, and when we started, uh, they gave us the option of doing something, which I don't remember, or going to the underground lake, which seems way cooler. So obviously everyone chose to go to the underground lake if we would have tried to do it in reverse order they wouldn't have let us i think the difference if i recall was that we could go one of two ways through the network oh it was like up or down yes right? exactly so you can either do it quote unquote hard and go up the up they go up into the caves in which case you would get to see um, some of the lake at first because it's under like it's it's more lower ground uh, for you to be able to see the lake. Um, but, you know, it requires more upper body strength because you're going to have to be pulling yourself up through some of the caving tour. Um, whereas the other way was you're going from from a higher ground to lower ground, so it's easier. But you don't get to see the lake because I, I didn't get that part because apparently you'd be dirty by then or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what our cave tour guide said, that if you went the reverse order, that you couldn't see the lake. Uh, because you'd be dirty and they don't want to get it, you know, contaminated and stuff. Um, so obviously we chose to do the one with the lake. Um, and that's what we did after we did the walking kind of basic tour. Uh, we started going towards uh, the underground lake. Um, and that was like through tunnel one or something. I think there was like three tunnels. Yeah. And then you get there. Um, it's, it just seems to be where some of the aquifer from that area uh, has a little bit of water that comes through into the cave. It's just kind of like a large puddle, small pond. Um, they let you squirm under a rock and you get to like kind of sit on the bank and you, know, you can put your fingers in it and say you touched cave water. Uh, 
but since we were in such a large group with like 12 people, there wasn't a whole lot of time. So you kind of like squirmed through, looked at the water, touched it, maybe took a picture. And then you went back and, you know, waited for everyone to finish up. Yeah. And this is where you start realizing like what a difference it makes to be in, in some sort of shape before you take on a caving tour, because I'm not, I'm not in the best shape. Um, I have no upper body strength and somehow made it to the first part, right? We made it to the lake. And I remember like squeezing through and being able to see the lake. And I'm like, this is it. This is why I'm like holding my breath nonstop and, you know, like suffering and et cetera. And um, I mean, now that I think about it, it was beautiful. But at the moment, you know, fighting my claustrophobia and trying to uh, keep up with the rest of you guys, uh, it was it, it kind of took a little bit away from from that moment. Yeah. I mean, it was small, but it's definitely some of the most cave water I think I've ever seen. I know that there's some like island caves that are like chuck full of water, but as far as being inside the United States, it's definitely some of the most I've seen. And it's definitely a nice sight to see. And then after that, the next thing I kind of remember is we took, I don't know if it was Tunnel 2 yet or not, but we took it up to that, that kind of room that broke us off into a couple of groups. We could go sit in the, like, it was like the humidity room. I forget what they call it. I don't remember either. That's where we lost the other group. Yeah, there was a chamber where, um, it's a big chamber. There you feel relief because you can breathe and it's cool and you're not as hot, etc. Um, but that large chamber has several tunnels um, that it breaks off into. So that lets you choose which path to take. And one of the paths take, takes you into a smaller chamber, which um, only a few people can go into at a time. Was it Angel's Pass or something? I don't know. I guess we're being the humidity room. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like a very dark room. I'm saying supposed because I'm one of those people who decided not to go into, those, into that smaller chamber. Um, so Jared went with that, uh, hmm. with one of the first groups. And... Um, and then, so the, the, the group is breaking into smaller groups. Jared's went with the group first. They came back. Then another group went, they came back. Then a couple went, Mm -mm. no, no, we went in the first group and we hung out for a while. Then the Houston couple got claustrophobic and left, but we stayed in and then we did the thing where you go in the complete dark and silence for a little while. Okay. And I could see why they got kind of freaked out about it. It was definitely, it was just so hot and there was more people packed in there than I think normally would go into it. I think there was five of us. So, you know, you were packed in, it was warm and it was dark. So it was kind of uncomfortable. Um, Yeah, it may have been the, no, the dark room is for, uh, it's where they have the old camera stuff. I don't remember what it's called, but then, then we left and came back. Um, and the second group went into the, that little room. And while they were doing that, our tour guide was like, look at this other thing. And everyone remaining went, and that's when they came back and got lost like four or five other people. Yeah. Because they were faster than what our tour guide expected them to be. Yeah. <laughs> so when we came back, the whole, the rest of the group comes back into the large chamber and she sends, uh, she, she goes and checks, hey, is that group there? And no, that 
that couple is not there anymore where she left them. And it turns out that they had actually come back from that smaller room into the larger chamber. They panicked when they didn't see the rest of us and took another chamber. Yeah, they, but, just, they just took the tunnel back out, I think, yeah. that we took. Yeah, and, and that's the other nice thing about these Ks. Um, they're, they're easy to navigate, especially for beginners. And there's also a lot of um, in, quote unquote emergency exits that you can take if you get, if your claustrophobia gets really bad. There's several exits along the way you can take to exit the network. Another, I guess, key thing we went into, um, it was, it's called Lover's Lane. And there was another one similar, but it all had to do with uh, quartz being super shiny and the triple C the CCC and also, you know, settlers or just folks in Texas who lived in the area went into these rooms and everything was real shiny. So they were thinking they struck it rich uh, or that the, uh, the young men of the time would promise that they were diamonds to young ladies and say it was for them, um, which is why the, that chamber is called Lover's Lane. There was a whole bunch of like diamond promises, but it was actually just quartz. And the Triple C also found another room similar where they thought they were all going to be super rich, but it was all just quartz or other shiny rocks. Um, another another feature that you, you crawl through is the saddle horn. It's kind of the most technical. It's, you know, shaped like a saddle horn of a, a saddle. Um, and so you've got to kind of slide over it and it's at crotch level so you can get snagged on it or, you know, it, it can catch you in your junk and, and be kind of a painful thing if you're not paying attention and nimble enough to scramble over it and flex your legs in the right way to get through it. Uh, and then kind of one of the other, almost at the end of the tour is something called Jacob's Well. You kind of go to a dead end and there's a small rock earthen wall and there's a little more water behind it, kind of like in a, I don't know, it's set up like one side of a well. I assume that's where they get the name from. Um, and as far as the tour goes, those were some of the, the key points as, as things that we saw in the cave. You have anything else to add? Um, you get to see these really cute little bats um, along um, as you're touring the caves. And it was winter time, so this is when we were visiting, and that's when they like to hibernate. Um, so uh, just if you decide to go on this tour, be prepared to see the cutest little bats sleeping away. And they are solitary, so they're also, um, that, I don't know why that, I feel that makes them extra cute but you have to resist your urge to touch them because you don't want to wake them. Um, disturbing their hibernation cycle um, threatens their life. All right, final thoughts. Um, I would dev definitely recommend this to anyone who's in the area or maybe even outside of the area, but definitely anyone in Texas that'd like to get their, their hands dirty with their first caving experience. I think this is a great way to get started especially in a cave with a lot of history. Um, if you were to say, hey, do you want to go again? I would go with you, definitely, because that would be cool, but I would not plan another trip for me to just go by myself. Linda? I am glad that we did it. Um, I am glad I can say that we did it. I loved uh, seeing the lake, um, under underground lake, and 
I love the challenge of battling um, my claustrophobic tendencies. Um, but like you, I, I don't know that I would, I don't, I would not do this again. Um, but that is, I think, because of my personality where um, I've seen it already and I'm claustrophobic, so I would rather not do it again. But I really recommend the experience. It's a one, once in a lifetime experience, especially if you're a central Texan and you can easily go, why not explore this area once? Like I said, there's exits everywhere in case you feel like you can't handle it at any point and super friendly. And if you're take walks or do at least, or, or run, you should be able to keep up with the rest of your tour group. All right, everyone. Um, that's it for our first blog. Um, if you want to follow us along with this and other locations, uh, we're at Ventures with BG almost everywhere else, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, our website, adventureswithbg.com. Um, thanks for listening. You know, if you've got any uh, suggestions, feedback, we definitely appreciate it. So, you know, let us know on one of those sites. Um, thanks for listening. And thank you for wandering into the woods.